0: the Survivor Podcast. I'm your host, Pete, and I'm once again joined by my co-host, producer, and good friend, Jim. On tonight's episode of the Survivor 41 After Show, we'll be covering episode four, They Hate Me Because They Ain't they Hate Me.
1: And boy, what an episode. Yeah, JD sucks. This the whole episode was great from start yes. to finish.
0: Yes, you know why? Because there was no advantage. There were no shown, advantages played. And they actually played no, survivor. Yeah.
1: No advantages played, no advantages found. Yep,
0: and we played this survivor. Was we, got a, we got a we got a role
1: survivor that was yep. promised.
0: We got a reward challenge. We got a failed attempt at a throwing of a challenge. We got a blindside. It was
1: we got, we got passion to start off the episode. We got passion after a vote off at tribal.
0: Yes, that too. We got somebody saying, you're on your own now. I'm out of this tribe. And then they win reward. And guess what? I'm back in this tribe. I love this game.
1: I'm so happy that Jeannie stayed.
0: Yes, I am too. And uh, can I give you my tweet of the night that I saw mid-episode? Sure. Steven Fishbach from a couple seasons of Survivor yeah. tweeted out, um, when I shit the bed in a challenge, I really wish Jeff would – credit me for my positive attitude (laughs) because old Jeff would be like, what are you doing? Keep going. But new Jeff is like, it's okay. You're great. It trying. And it's kind of pathetic.
1: Fair, you know, fair, but you know, both the times Jeff has done that, it's been an older woman. It's been the two oldest people in the game. So I, 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 I would I think it's fair game to give uh, Fishbot crap when he, yes, <laughs> when he does poorly when compared to Heather,
0: twenty something year can old we male. Just,
1: speaking of that, can we just give Sia the, or can we give dating the Sia award now? Cause uh, yeah, probably. I thought I just thought his like it, his pep talk to Heather during the challenge and after was. Just so genuine and kind. It was much oh, yeah. better than anything Jeff said before and after Endurance. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And it means a lot more when it's a tribe mate talking to a tribe mate, genuinely trying to lift them yep. up and tell them, hey, it's, it's really okay. We're going to keep moving forward. I loved it. Yeah, I'm absolutely with you on that. Another Another feather in the cap of Danny so far.
1: Definitely, definitely. I and I love what we got from the Blue Tribe, but that's like let's try to hit the beginning chronologically so we don't miss anything. Um, I did think it was kind of dumb for Shan to tell JD that. To be more specific, to tell Thank you. and tell JD and to tell Jeannie that she knew about Brad's other challenge. Yeah, She told the whole, yeah, yeah, but, told um, the whole but tribe Ricard but... already knew, but
0: yeah. Um... I, I don't know. I think it was, I think that was like a, a passion statement, like genies coming at well, us, sure, trying sure. to basically, you know, denounce us and call us the bad guys. Well, guess what? You didn't know the whole story. And it's one of those where it's like, you're going to throw ammo at me while well, I'm going to throw ammo at you. Yeah. In hindsight, it probably wasn't the smartest move, but in the end. It still worked. It didn't matter. It didn't make a difference
1: because in the end, it did not matter. But I, know, think, J- I think JD said JD should have realized. Three. JD should have realized then. I think that should have been one clarion moment for JD for for him to realize. Okay, yeah, but he's not. Yeah, I should team up with Genie here.
0: He's just not a good Survivor player. He can watch all the Survivor he wants and, and idolize people like he says he does, but him playing the game was
1: nothing short of D minus. He is, I think, which I think he is, I think what we titled the first episode of our Africa podcast. He's young, dumb, and stupid, but I, I came away happy with his appearance on the season. I think the season would be different without him for sure.
0: Oh, no, absolutely. It was really cool because I think for the longest time we've seen, you know, so-called super fans out there and whether they're i'm thinking of like a few people and they're just not like the complete survivor package either they're a little too old or they're
1: spencer definitely too didactic uh
0: he was didactic but he was actually a phenomenal player so that that's going against my argument i was thinking of some other people who were survivor fans but you kind of knew they were never really going to cut it jd when he showed up on day one you looked at him and said oh wow this guy's a super fan like he could be a threat to win the game if he uses his knowledge right and you know turns turns it on and wins some challenges. Well, it he turns out he win.
1: lied about being an all-American. You should we yes. say that now? <laughs> yes, get that out
0: of there. We, Jim and I did our research, people. That guy is a
1: liar. After we recorded the last podcast, we were kind of confused at how poorly JD behaved in the last challenge, and so we looked up his high school records his high school history and that guy is by no means an all-american in track
0: yeah or a state champion or whatever he claimed to be
1: well he might still be a state champion
0: he was on the jv team
1: yeah but uh, yeah 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 whatever i uh, yeah that's a lie he lied okay so no and he didn't he didn't perform well in this challenge if he did he would have money He, would, oh, he wouldn't dude. have got home. I, I, hilarious. But
0: I loved that because they did the nice like music comes to a stop as he shoots it, yells money. Great and job freaked. by editing.
1: Great job yeah. by editing. What I still don't like the um, the the metaverse they have going on where they're, you know, they they kind of did the the recap of this episode for them. What was that? The Yasa tribe.
0: Yeah, but it was cool because Evie was like talking to her tribe about their comeback. And they were just showing the clips with it. I thought that was, I thought that was kind of clever.
1: Because now it's just so produced. For some reason, it didn't do it for me, but oh, still, okay. good job by editing. I thought. I think this episode was so good because of cause of everything we talked about. and We're going to mention, but also because we spent most most of the time with the blue tribe, and they just seem so much more interesting than yes, every. I than know than Yasha and I, most well, of the green tribe.
0: Jim, I think the big thing to contribute to that is the fact that there's still six of them. So there's definitely more dynamics than just a three in one or you look at Yase and
1: That's true, but everyone in that tribe is different. Everyone has a distinct personality and you know where they're coming from and
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say they're anything extraordinary from what we've already seen. I mean, how does Xander fit in with the other three tribe members on Yase? He doesn't like Jeannie doesn't really fit in with her. Uwa tribe mates. Like there's still, no. I mean, there's Danny, there's Danny and X NFL athlete. I know the point you're trying to make, but it's, it's not necessarily like just because they're so eclectic and different. And it's just that there's more of them. We haven't seen them. So it's a new toy. That's shiny. And it's like, let's go see it. This dynamic. I just don't. I mean, I don't think they're that much more spectacular of individuals than the other tribes are. Like I think each tribe has, you know, like a black sheep, somebody who's kind of sticking out, and then a core group of people. It just so happens that we have no knowledge of Luvu. We don't know who's on top. We don't know who's on the bottom. We thought there was four and Nasir, or even five, and then Nasir, and it turns out that there's discord within. That group. Like Sydney could not believe that Erica was the one who said her name when uh Deshaun said to her, Guess who said your name? Erica was the last name that came out of her mouth. She's like Nasir. Yeah. Annie? No, who? Erica? What? No way. Like that's what's interesting, is there's a kumbaya sense because they are winning, but there is issues because there's too many people.
1: You know, Pete, so I totally agree that six people makes for more interesting dynamics because there are more factors involved. I think it's just lamentable in general that Survivor doesn't get to show the other dominant tribe. You always see the negatives of the tribes losing the challenges and then voting someone off. And because there's enough time in the episode, you know, you don't get to see the winning tribe and how they deal with the dynamics of winning, but also living their lives out on the island and contemplating, should we throw a challenge like that? This is the first we've gotten to see the blue tribe and they still won, which was great. So like, that's a a counterpoint to the argument I'm making right now that they don't show winning tribes, but like the only, the only bits that we got to see of the blue tribe were these secret videos. I don't know if you watched the one with Heather talking about a dream that Sydney was in. Did you see that? No. Well, yeah, for you and for the listeners, if you didn't see it, Survivor occasionally releases these secret videos um, I don't know why they're called secret, but they used to put them on their YouTube channel. they don't anymore. Um, and it was a video of Heather's telling Sydney that in her dream she stole her torch and snuffed it out and so Sydney so Sydney all of a sudden was like felt suspicious of Heather and you know why would Heather talk about this and then Heather ended up making it up. As a way to like cover for her like real suspicion of Sydney. So, you know, small moments like that we don't get to see. And they add to the story of what we saw today with the Blue Tribe and why the first name out of Sydney's mouth was Heather. Oh, it was Heather then this year? When, when Deshaun asked, like, guess who threw your name out today? So, like, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I feel like we, even though, you know, th- they've experienced so much success we've still missed a bunch by not getting to see these six people together yeah and like to you your know. point because there are six there's six and not uh five or four I want to see them interact compared to the three personalities we've already seen a lot over, of. And over
0: yeah no and you know what the big contributing factor is to why we got to see a winning tribe today no advantage hunt the reward was three minutes into the episode it kind of went on for a while because Heather struggled but that's okay, and then we went just went right to Luvu. and I think it was an excellent production ploy to really set up like we're going to throw this challenge. But the key instrument of a throwing challenge is you have to have the majority on board, yeah. and you can't have a strong player who's not knowledge like doesn't have knowledge of it. And Nasir just really, really wanted to win.
1: I love that. That's I think this is the best instance of a thrown challenge, whether it was a success or a failure of any that I think I've seen in Survivor. Again, I haven't seen every season, but I, yeah,
0: I saw it coming a mile away because you could tell, I, you could tell thought, early. Well, I thought it was going to be more of like because Nasir kind of caught on in the last episode. that something he said, rubbed people the wrong way. So I was expecting him to be on guard and, uh, cause they showed this, this was a clip in the preview episode from you know last Wednesday, was that they were going to try and throw. So my you know knowledge going in was going to be- Yeah, wait,
1: but Pete, also, they were trying to throw. I thought this was interesting. They were trying to throw because, not just simply because they wanted someone off the tribe, but they realized that if the tribes merge next episode, which it does seem like they, they will. They might, it, yeah. It'll be um, seven to six. It'll be seven to six, and it, it won't- Yeah, if they get one down, it won't feel as big of- you know, they won't be Plus as again, big of a man.
0: target together. Yeah, I know. I thought that was an interesting point that Deshaun made for sure. I thought that was – and that's that's why Danny ultimately went with him, I think, was he actually made a good point. It wasn't just like, let's just vote somebody out for the heck of it because they're sneaky. It's, hey, man, we we can't go in six strong or else they're going to come after us right off the bat.
1: And this and- block of – that's what I'm saying. This, so this block of three, and I guess they thought it was four until Erica talked to Deshaun about Sydney. they – they're all kind of savvy and they're all capable and they all have something else going on besides the fact that they're in alliance together. So I think that makes it really interesting. But if they go into a merge and they want to stay five or six strong, they've also got to convince these tertiary members of their tribe, like Heather and Nasir. That we're still going to go blue strong. Yeah. It's going to be tough. It's going to be, I'm really interested to see. I hope they go into the merge with six just to see how that works
0: yeah me too no I do because this was an excellent episode in like you said like the th- the fail throwing is something you haven't seen before like this season has these opportunities because players have so much knowledge to basically right the wrongs of survivor past so like yes this one was incidental where they tried to throw and it didn't work out for them uh because we saw something we haven't really seen before which is a player willing their team to win despite it And, um, like this is, you know, we could see that post merge, we could see them be really savvy and maybe work an angle that we haven't seen, uh, in a while, at least on survivor where the majority does survive, even though they're the biggest target, whether it's through that'd be fascinating. I'd love to see it. I would just love to, like, they could honestly pull over one whole tribe. They could pull over. They really only need to pull over one. They could pull over a genie. They could pull over Xander. Exactly. And those people are definitely looking for a lifeline. I mean, I don't know if Genie is as much, but Xander definitely is. Um, I think we're not merging yet though. Or they could lose you. Actually we could be merging because they could have shown something. The preview just showed uh Yellow looking through Xander's bag and Tiffany saying, We gotta get him out now. So that could be like the very first thing we see next episode, and then we drop the buffs, we're merged, or Tribe swap, and that was just a red herring. But uh I also, like, this is a new season. Like, we could go very deep into it, have a small jury. There could be, like, the second half of this game could be something we haven't seen either. So that's why I'm I'm looking forward to This episode just gave me new life into this season because they Absolutely. just went back to traditional. They stopped with the, which I now i am thinking is kind of a smart thing. We're going to throw all these advantage at them early, kind of scatterbrain the contestants. We're going to have them malnourished, and then we're going to play Survivor.
1: You know, after day ten, we're going to play Survivor. I don't think that's going to that's how it's going to play out. I would love for it to happen, but I, I do agree that this episode has, I everything I said last episode on last podcast, I stand by. I think it's true, but I me think the season saved this episode the saved. narrative of this season for me of a pre-merge being forgettable to it being memorable.
0: Yeah, can I'm going to complete my thought there. I my whole thought was we're going to flood pre-merge with these advantages then we're going to have them play traditional survivor for a little bit reward immunity challenges no more advantages you can still hunt for the idol but you know what's out there is out there then when we get to the post merge i expect more of the same where they're going to do some sort of flooding some some way you know if you win reward you actually go away and there's an opportunity to win another advantage or something i expect it at this point um I would love to not see it, but that's, I feel like that's, it's, it's, you know, we're, that's the survivor era we're in right now. You're going to expect, you have to expect a lot of advantages. And then towards the end, when there's like six, seven, six, five people left, it's really, Hey, everything that you've seen is there. Go find it, go use it because now it's, you know, back to traditional survivor. I would love to see that little segmented. They're going to bomb us with advantages, but then let the dust settle and let them play it out you know with what hoping. Here's, Here's to, to hoping. hoping. Yeah, that's my whole hope. Um but I I want to see more blind sides. I think we have to give credit to Shan. She did exactly Great what time. we were hoping for in the last time we talked. Um we were hoping that some player would do a, a survivor move that would differentiate themselves, not a production move where something was placed in front of them, but Shan played the game of survivor. She has JD's advantage now and then also took the opportunity to vote him out. This and is a signature move. I think is no matter how far move.
1: Shane goes in the game, you're going to remember her for this.
0: Yeah, I was thinking as she was uh, as they were walking to Tribal and her theme music was playing, I was like, man, I could get used to this. I really hope this is only the first of a few times we hear the humming. Yeah. Do you think she hums
1: something. this in person? She, di- I think she did because I'm they pretty sure they when- production overlaid it. But I wonder if like she actually does it because if she does, that is that's that's some serious like savvy TV thinking. Honestly, number yeah. one by by Shane. Like, hey, did you notice that this chick hums?
0: Like, let's catch this and like make a no. Thing but I'm it. sure like is she set it up herself too?
1: Like I. Well, she said I'm she does it unknowingly.
0: Smart. So I thought there was a point where she was doing it right in front of JD. That. I think she
1: she knows what she's doing. She's smart. all right.
0: Okay. I thought it was almost a tell, and I thought JD was going to notice something was up. And then his next confessional, he's like, "Yep, I now trust her completely. She looked so genuine that, you yeah. know, we're on the same team." And I was like, "My God, he is an idiot." He says, "Next time, this advantage
1: isn't going anywhere." There so, is no next time. So okay, so here's the thing: so Shane goes back. But by the way, if they bring people back from the season, you know J.D. is coming back. Uh, you know it. You know it. But, okay, so Shan is going to go back to camp with Jeannie very happy and grateful that she's still with them and an advantage in her pocket. I think she's going to go into the merge with that. If she and can make it, Ricard should easily slit her throat. If they don't. That's the thing. What's funny is, is Ricard is such a, such a villain. It's yeah. <laughs> the way he carries actually, himself. <laughs> he's
0: warming up to me so much because did you see that look he did when, when the first JD vote came, it looked, it panned to Ricard and he did that slow turn to the left. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, I was know, like, I my he's... God, he looks like a, a Viper ready to strike. I was like, Oh, I, I said out loud, I said, JD's gone. That was the look right there. And yeah, sure enough, I... Two more votes. Bye-bye.
1: He's warming up to me as like a TV character. Yes, that. Monsieur
0: Ricard Foyer. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to really meet him or hang out or get dinner with him, but I'm enjoying what I'm getting from Ricard Foyer on television right now. Just a great episode overall. Oh, I'm so – man. They picked me back up.
1: They picked it back up, yeah.
0: And is that all you wanted to cover? Did you get everything out? Because last week I actually left some stuff on the table and got criticized for it. Oh, who criticized you? Uh, one of our co-podcasters, Brian, was uh, really hammering me about uh, a <laughs> point that I didn't, you know, really finish. And I didn't we'll have him we'll him. have Brian on. I, he'll, I Brian know. will have
1: many thoughts about this episode. I'm sure. I hope. But um, I know. you know, yeah. you know what I did want to talk about—the serendipitous moment I was asking for last episode. We got this episode with the turtle boiling on the beach, which I. I mean, that must be one of the coolest moments to observe in nature, seeing yep. those baby turtles hatch and go down to the beach. Um, and then we also got um, people that have watched more seasons than me can correct me, but it's the last time they had someone come and like show them the ropes of the wilderness, uh, Thailand when we got the I red berets. So. You don't think so? I, I, don't. I figure it wasn't, but I think that's a really, that's a definitely... It's definitely an old Survivor staple. That yeah, was an thinking, intentional move by Jeff to harken back to old Survivor. I think. Were you thinking what I was thinking that it was going to be a former castaway? Oh no, I did not think that. Thank God, it okay. wasn't. You I, thought it was going to be Rob again?
0: Uh, I didn't think Rob. I was who would kinda, come back? Uh, Ozzy. That would be an Aussie thing. Okay. I don't think it would. They would get him for it, but like
1: <laughs> just having Nass- just having a visit that camp.
0: Yeah, really. But You know, that thought definitely crossed my mind. I was like, oh man, like they say survival expert is, are they going to bring in somebody who like was good at this aspect of the game? Cause they did that with Cochran in one season. That was a, if you won individual reward, you got to go and have like a little meeting of the minds with Cochran. And um, so they've done that before. And I was just thinking maybe they're about to do it again. I hope not. And they didn't, they brought in a super fit Fijian man named Nathan. And he, kicked ass at I
1: love when they bring in these guys and it's 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 been
0: long enough they've well this is also the perfect season to do it because they didn't give them any like rice to start with or beans and fishing supply is only like you know very hard to acquire this game and keep so they needed to do something like this so I'm happy they brought it back I thought it was a good
1: reward Yasa came in second in a challenge and got a slightly rancid piece of fish yes I would have taken the
0: bowl with me as well. Like she just grabbed the fish. I would have taken that whole thing. Oh, like, I'm using a, I'm getting this extra plate, this bowl, whatever.
1: I think my final words, I have to give props to Tiffany for kind of showing up in the challenges where Heather did not.
0: My final words is JD, you suck. Uh, I'm so glad. Oh, come did. on. No, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. I, I'm just glad I don't have to say his name anymore. And that'll do it here. So for the guys here at Blindsided, we'll see you next time on Survive.